What's up? Welcome to another episode of the Stairway to Seven Figures podcast, where we'll talk about financial literacy, personal finance, entrepreneurship, and occasionally other musings based on whatever is happening in the world around us. Stairway to Seven Figures. Because there's no elevator to success, you got to take the stairs. And let's face it, six figures ain't what it used to be. So we need to earn seven figures just to stay ahead of the game. Now, in today's episode, we're talking about three broke habits that you need to give up today if you want to gain financial independence. Three broke habits that you've got to give up <clears throat> if you're going to get your finances where you want them to be. Now, why is this important? Well, you know, we've been talking a lot about mindset. And habits are largely the result of mindset. Now, and as the saying goes, I'm, I'm not sure where the saying comes from, all right? But I've heard it from so many sources over the years that it just kind of sticks in your head, right? So in any event, the saying goes like this. In life, you don't get what you want. You get what you deserve. Because life ain't fair, right? So, if we accept that as a principle, right? Basically, the takeaway is that you are responsible for your choices and your choices lead to your outcomes. So if we accept that as a principle, then it's your job to figure out what you want. And then once you figure out what you want, it then becomes your job to figure out how to deserve it. What do you need to do? What do you need to become in order to deserve it? So that's what we're talking about today, all right? So three habits. Habit number one. The first broke habit that is keeping you broke is accepting mediocrity. It's the thinking that good enough is good enough. Now, I'll be the first to admit that there are circumstances in which good enough is actually good enough. So, for example, in business, when you're trying to develop an MVP, a minimum viable product. Good enough is actually good enough because it's a minimum viable product. It's the smallest iteration of a product that produces or provides a level of value and functionality that you can test against the market. So in that case, good enough is good enough. Or for example, with copywriting, right? You don't strive for perfection, you strive for good enough and then do the refinement later, right? Get the copy out there, start testing it against the market, and then refine where you need to, right? Based on whatever your analytics tell you. But in the majority of circumstances, good enough is not good enough. Good enough is not good enough. And the reason people even think good enough is good enough, you know, I mean, again, we live in the age of participation trophies. What is that? Where people are rewarded simply for showing up. That is a standard that is even below mediocrity. That's mere existence. Not even at the level of mediocrity, all right? So what happens is, in most cases, if you think that good enough is good enough, if you accept mediocrity, you know what that's going to get you? 
more mediocrity. It's like mediocrity compounded, mediocrity squared, right? Look, in leadership development, I teach my clients to acknowledge and to reward the behaviors that they want to see more of. You acknowledge and reward the behaviors that you want to see more of. So, if you accept mediocrity, you train your brain to see it as acceptable. You train your brain to see mediocrity as acceptable. And then once it's acceptable, it becomes comfortable. And after it's comfortable, well, the brain naturally seeks comfort. One of the natural states of the human being is that we seek to move from pain or discomfort towards pleasure or comfort. So once mediocrity becomes comfortable for you, you will subconsciously seek it. Now that might be in your job, in your business, your relationships, your, your education, all of it, to the end of it. This is what happens when you accept mediocrity. I tell my kids all the time, I am allergic to average. I hate mediocrity. And since they have my DNA, they have to know that they are genetically predisposed to excellence. If for no other reason than my hatred for mediocrity and averageness. Let me give you an example, right, of this good enough is good enough stuff. <clears throat> Let's say your educational background is in engineering. You were a decent student, nothing spectacular, average, <laughs> mediocre. And now that you've graduated, you can't seem to land an engineering gig. You've applied all over the place. You can't even get interviews with the big companies. And the medium-sized companies interview you, but then... They say they're looking for someone with experience. You can't catch a break if it had a handle. You check out what's happening on LinkedIn. You see engineering grads getting hired at companies and government entities for a bunch of different kind of roles, right? Salaries ranging between 60 and 80 to start, fresh out of college. Hey, that's good money. But the only job offer you get is for pharmaceutical sales. They pay you 70 to start, plus commission. You have student loans to replay, right? And you're tired of sleeping on your mom's couch. So you take it. It's a decent job. I mean, you meet some colleagues who've been doing it for years, decades even. You convince yourself, eh, it'll be cool. I mean, you know, you're still applying for engineering gigs. Do you know what happens? Five years later, five years later, you are still there. The money's good. Your base is 85K. You get commissions. You made 150,000 last year. You're able to afford the things that you want. You're done paying off your student loans, but you are completely unfulfilled by your job. Completely unfulfilled. Now, <clears throat> the way you see it, this is just a job. It's not a career. It's a job. And as a matter of fact, 
you hate Mondays. You get physically ill. Sunday night, thinking about going to work on Monday. Because it takes so much out of you to get into character to do this for another week. Every single week. But, you just closed on a house. You got a Maserati you're making payments on. Thinking about marriage. You convince yourself at this point the job is good enough. But isn't that the same thing you told yourself five years ago when you first started the job? That this is good enough for now. And now, five years later, here you are, drowning in your mediocrity because you convinced yourself that good enough was good enough. Now, how do we fix it? Well, the fix is simple. Take ownership. Take ownership of the situation. Now, one of the keys to accomplishing goals and living a fulfilling life is the 100% rule. And it looks like this. If you want to have a happy, meaningful, fulfilling life where you accomplish goals, where you have no regrets, you have to take 100% ownership of 100% of the situations in your life 100% of the time. I'll say it again. You have to take 100% ownership of 100% of the situations in your life 100% of the time. So when you look at the areas of your life where you have settled for good enough, take inventory. What do you need to do or become to go from good enough to awesome to phenomenal? What do you have to do or become in order to go from a good enough situation to a phenomenal situation? Look at what it is that you really want. If you could ask yourself, what would make you feel completely fulfilled and excited to meet each day when you wake up? So you could wake up without an alarm clock. You're waking up at 5 o'clock, 4 o'clock in the morning. You don't need an alarm clock because you were so in tune because your life was so phenomenal. What would that be? And then, once you figure that out, you have to reverse engineer it. What do you need to do to get there? What do you got to do? Start eliminating distractors and roadblocks that are keeping you complacent. Look at your circle, your relationships. Identify the people who were dead weight and cut them from the team. ASAP. That's right. Sometimes you got to cut bait. And this is where you have to get real with yourself. If a deadweight relationship, whether that's marriage or romantic, 
friendship, platonic, family, colleagues, whatever it is. If a deadweight relationship is the thing that's keeping you from living a happier and more fulfilled life, is keeping you aspiring to be average, is keeping you comfortable in your mediocrity, is keeping you from becoming the best version of yourself, then you have to start to love yourself more and prioritize yourself enough to let those go. Choose you. Choose yourself. Don't be a pick-me. Choose yourself. Stop settling for average. You can't be phenomenal if you keep settling for average. Broke habit number two, which is ironically or... (laughs) Maybe not so ironically, it's related to the first broke habit. And the second broke habit is not developing yourself. Not developing yourself, right? Kind of because you're wallowing in your mediocrity and settling for good enough is good enough. The second broke habit is not developing myself. My high school football coach, Tony Verducci. He used to say that every day you either get better or you get worse. There's no such thing as staying the same. Because staying the same means getting worse. Because while you stay the same, your competition is getting better. Back when I was trying to, when I was in high school, I was trying to get a football scholarship. and And I was working my butt off. Not necessarily academically, but physically, right? And when I was out there, you know, running and, and you know, doing all the stuff, the push-ups and the sit-ups and the, all of the training. To the point where I would throw up and just keep keep going. And people ask me, like, what you doing all that for? Because I was competing. But check this out, right? I wasn't competing. I was competing against my teammates, the guys on my team. I wasn't even competing against myself. You know who I was competing against? I was competing against some kid in Iowa or Nebraska. Some some kid who, who gets snowed in for the whole winter. So he's got nothing else to do except lift weights and train and get stronger. That was my competition. Some nameless gray face. Some kid that, you know, I imagine he probably had, you know, modest athletic ability. But what he had was will and determination and focus and discipline. So when my boys wanted to kick it, we was going to go over to the city and, you know, hang out or whatever. That kid was lifting weights. That kid was jumping rope. That kid was doing plyometrics. So whenever I felt sluggish, I just wanted to lay on a couch and watch TV. I remembered that kid in Nebraska, Iowa, wherever the heck he was that I never met. Didn't even know his name. But I knew there was somebody out there like that. He was working. And I wasn't going to let him come in between me and my goals. I couldn't let him outwork me.
So I was always trying to get better. I was developing myself. And that's the same approach you have to have no matter what your goals are. Look, financial, education, career, business, whatever it is. Whatever your goals are. You have to remember this. Whatever you did to get to where you are today. It's not enough to get you to where your goals are. How do I know? Because if it were, if whatever you did to get to where you are right now was enough for you to reach your goals, you would already have reached your goals. But you haven't. And time isn't going to fix it by itself. Whatever you did to get to where you are is not enough to get to where you want to go. There's a book. All right. There is a book that's called What Got You Here Won't Get You There. What Got You Here Won't Get You There. All right. So you have to be in a mindset of learning continuously. Like your life has to be a series of self-improvement efforts almost non-stop you have to be learning growing developing a skill set because nothing is going to be gifted to you so you have to develop the mindset of learning constantly like whatever it is that you want to accomplish you have to accept that there is a certain amount of knowledge and skill that you currently lack that you currently lack but that gap represents the gap between where you are and where you want to be right so there's knowledge and skill that you currently lack but you can acquire you just don't have it yet now the great thing about the internet is there is so much content on the internet on almost every subject that there's enough out there to get you exposure so you can see what is possible for you and there's also enough out there for you to close the knowledge and skill gap between you and your goals now on the other hand if you rather binge on Netflix on the weekend to distract you from your mediocrity then that's your choice but then you have to live with the outcome of that decision On the other hand, if you take a few hours a week, just a few hours a week, we got 24 hours in a day. Let's say you took two hours a day, just two hours. If you took two hours a day, just for five days a week, that's 10 hours, all right? And you dedicated that to developing a new skill set. you'll better position yourself to accomplish your financial goals, period. Remember, the marketplace rewards value. And the reason you're broke is that you're not bringing enough value to the marketplace right now. The reason you're broke is that you're not bringing enough value to the marketplace right now. No one said you're not a good person. We don't know how you are with your kids, with your family, how you talk to your mother. We don't know about that. We're not talking about that. But what we are talking about 
is you are not bringing enough value to the marketplace. So the marketplace isn't rewarding you for how nice you are to your mom. In the marketplace, that is irrelevant. The value that you bring to the marketplace is what is compensatable. So now that you know that, what are you going to do about it? It's time to upskill. Time to upskill. Now the third broke habit also ties back to the first broke habit. It's about your circle. Now conventional wisdom and my grandmother. Conventional wisdom says that you are the composite of the five people that you spend the most time with. And you will earn the average of what they earn. My grandmother used to say a little bit different. She said, if you got five broke friends, you're going to be the sixth one. So choose your friends wisely. Even Nipsey Hussle said, look at your circle. This is a famous meme. You can find this Nipsey. Just type, go into Google, type Nipsey uh, Hussle, look at your circle. Nipsey Hussle said, look at your circle. If you're not inspired by them, you don't have a circle. You have a cage. That's deep. If you were not inspired by the people around you, that is not a circle. That is a cage. That is a cage on your mind, on your ambition, on your aspirations, on your motivation, on your desire. It is a cage. It is keeping you in the same place. It is keeping you wallowing in, me in mediocrity, in averageness, in brokenness. Is that what you want? So the easy fix here is to look at your goals, right? The easy fix is to look at your goals. And then, once you're crystal clear on your goals, start building a network of people who have similar goals and interests. There's a saying, your network determines your net worth. Your network determines your net worth. So as you begin engaging with people who are focused, especially if they're farther along in their journey than you are in yours, it'll change the way you look at things. It'll change the conversations you have. It'll motivate you towards accomplishing your goals. And as for the people in your circle... I mean, you already know how I feel about deadweight relationships, right? Cut bait. Sooner the better. Because if you're surrounded by people who, who eat and sleep mediocrity with no problem, bruh, I don't need a crystal ball to predict your future. You're signing up for a lifetime of brokenness. Is that what you really want? Is that what you really want? Remember, life isn't fair. You don't get what you want. You don't get success and, and, and wealth because you're a nice person. You get what you deserve. You get 
what you deserve. What you deserve is based on the value that you bring to the marketplace. What you have to do is figure out what you want and then figure out how to deserve it. So, again, in summary, a broke habit number one is falling victim to thinking that good enough is good enough. Being and accepting mediocrity. Being mediocre, accepting mediocrity, being average and being content with that, that is the first broke habit. The second broke habit is not developing yourself. All right? Not developing yourself. Not developing yourself means that whatever stage of mediocrity you're in now, you're going to be there because you're not doing anything to get out of it. And then the third broke habit is not surrounding yourself with people who can motivate you, lift you, inspire you, push you, drive you towards your goals. Because you're not developing yourself. Because good enough is good enough. See how they all tie back to one another? So those are three broke habits that you need to give up today if you want to gain financial independence. So these habits, along with your mindset, well actually, your mindset is what's fueling these habits. But if you have these habits, know that they are ruining your ability to create financial independence. So it's time to pivot. Now, what I need you to do is subscribe to the podcast. Let's make this thing huge, a resource of people all over the world who know where they want to go, but just need a little support getting there. This has been another episode of Stairway to 7. I have been Ismail. You have been phenomenal. Stairway to 7 podcast. Because there's no elevator to success. You got to take the stairs. And let's face it. Six figures ain't what it used to be, baby. So we got to earn seven figures just to stay ahead of the game. Y'all be good to each other.